437 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And, uh, you know, we talked a lot in the first part of this hour about books, nonfiction books, and C-SPAN's uh, program that's in town and interviewing local authors. And one of them they're going to interview is Sam Keen. Well, as it happens, we've got Sam Keen right here with us. You don't even need C-SPAN. Uh, he is the author of Caesar's Last Breath, Decoding the Secrets of the Air Around Us. That's his fourth book. He's been doing quite well. He is a Sioux Falls native. Sam, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, now, uh, you before we get into your books, uh, because you're from Sioux Falls, people want to know, oh, who, where did he grow up? Where, <laughs> wh- where did he go to school? So yep, tell, sure, give sure. us your Sioux Falls bio, quick. Sure, uh, I grew up on the North End, down by the Cathedral over there. Yay, uh, North End. Yeah, North End. Um, near downtown cathedral and went to O'Gorman for high school. So, yeah. So did you, uh, do the whole cathedral junior high thing or did you go to O'Gorman junior high? Was that? No, I, I was at cathedral junior high. So yeah. my dad was actually the last graduating class of cathedral high school. Oh, wow. And my sister was the last graduating class of cathedral junior high, I think. So oh, we closed amazing. them both down. Well, we've, we followed similar paths through that and then it, it diverges quickly because, uh, <laughs> you have become, uh, a, a very uh, uh, well-renowned at this point uh, science author, and you have your fourth book, as I said. Uh, your, your first three books have done marvelously well. Did you ever imagine being a New York Times best-selling author, Sam Keen? No, I mean, I wrote my first book about the uh, periodic table, which doesn't sound, you know, like uh, uh, scintillating uh, material on the face of it, but... I was happy and hopeful that when I did tell people some of the stories in the book, that's what I really emphasize is kind Mm -hmm. of fun, spooky, unusual stories, they really responded to them. So I was hopeful there would be some sort of audience out there. But it's it's been a lot of fun uh, writing the books, and they have had good success, so I've been happy with it. So the the first book was The Disappearing Spoon. That's the one you talk about, the periodic table, and Mm -hmm. uh, the stories behind it, which are fascinating. And then your second book uh, was the uh, uh, the violinist thumb, uh, the premise of which is uh, about uh, DNA genetics, human genetics. Yeah, yes, yeah. And you made that fun. Um, and then uh, the disappearing spoon. Uh, I'm sorry, the tale of the dueling neurosurgeons. Yes. So what Very was dramatic. the <laughs> what was the tale of the dueling neurosurgeons? So that book is about the brain, and if you think about how the brain works, it's kind of enclosed inside a skull, and it's very hard to look at it and see what's going on, figure out what's going on mm-hmm. inside it. So basically, for hundreds of years, scientists had to wait for people to get injured in different parts of the brain. You know, they'd get mm-hmm. shot, they'd get slapped on the head, something would happen to them, and they would see how their personalities changed afterward. And based on where the injury was, you kind of piece together what every part of the brain did based on the injury and how their personality changed. So it kind of marches around the brain from part to part and shows you how each part of the brain works based on what happens to these people who've had these fascinating injuries. We're here with Sam Keen. He is the author of Caesar's Last Breath, and that he is going to be downtown tonight. I got to get this in. You're going to be downtown at the library, uh, the the main branch at 200 North Dakota Avenue from 6.30 to 7.30 tonight. Uh, and you'll be uh, in support of the new book, uh, Caesar's Last Breath, Decoding the Secrets 
of the air around us. What are, what are you going to do during your uh, presentation downtown tonight? Is you just sit there and sign books, or what do you do? No, I'm going to be telling some stories from the book, uh, taking questions from the audience, and we'll be selling some books, too. Zan Bros will be down there selling books. I'll be signing them. So mostly, most of the time, that will be dedicated to stories from the book. Um, so are you, at this point, just full-time author? This is what you do? I'm a full-time writer. I spend most of my time working on books, but I also write for magazines and newspapers, other things like that. Yeah. Uh, all science? Mostly science. Science yeah. and kind of history, kind of the intersection of the human side of science, I guess, is a good way to put it. Yeah. Right, because, uh, and we should say, uh, you studied physics and English. I did, and, yes, and where in did college. You, where did you study? At University of Minnesota, up in Minneapolis. And at what point, uh, why science? Why do you want to write about Science. You could write about anything, right? I could, yeah, but I always loved science all through high school. I was convinced I was going to be a scientist, went to Minnesota, convinced I was going to be a scientist until about, you know, two or three years into my education. Uh, I realized that there were parts of the science classes I wasn't enjoying so much, the lab classes in particular. I was a <laughs> little clumsy, you know, dropping <laughs> things, breaking things. I broke another Erlenmeyer. Yeah, crash, yeah. Um, and I just realized also I wasn't enjoying it as much as I thought I was going to. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be involved with science because I still loved it, still liked learning about it, but I didn't want to be doing it, didn't want to specialize the way you kind of have to in science nowadays. I wanted to learn about lots of different types of science. So writing about it turned out to be really a good way to marry my two interests, which is I want to know about lots of science, but I don't necessarily want to be in the lab and specializing in it. And it's been a lot of fun being able to do that. Yeah, so how did you start doing that? I mean, it, you didn't just start writing a book one day, or maybe you did. No, how no, did you no, start? Not, not one day. Um, I worked for my campus newspaper, Minnesota Daily, up there in Minneapolis, and writing about a lot of science stuff for there. Got a lot of opportunities mm -hmm. because there weren't many people with the science background on right. staff. So I got to write about a lot of things. Minnesota's a great science school. And then after that, uh, I moved out, ended up going to Washington, D.C., was doing, you know, internships in magazines, newspapers, things like that, just slowly building up clips, working for different publications. And then eventually I realized what I really liked doing, what I loved, is kind of getting at, again, the human side of science mm -hmm. and a lot of the history. And I realized that books were probably a better outlet for that. You have a little bit more room. You can have a little bit more fun with the language. Uh, just kind of explore things a little bit. And that's what I really liked doing. So that's when I decided to write my first book, Disappearing Spoon. How did you ever get the idea? I mean, it's, it's, it's such a, uh, the periodic table, as you say, is not something that occurs <laughs> that I'm going to write a uh, book about the periodic table. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> Fast, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I'd always had the stories kind of percolating in my head. And when I looked back on what I really liked about science classes, it was the stories that teachers would tell us, professors, teachers at O'Gorman. They would tell us about stories about this, the scientists, about the interesting properties of things, just about the history of them. And I, th I think I was like having breakfast one day or something, and I was like, you know what? I bet there you could find a funny or spooky or unusual story about every single element on the periodic table. Hmm. And then I quick like ran off to Google a little bit and see if I could yeah. find, was there a book like that already? And <laughs> there wasn't really. So I thought, well, you know, here I can do this. I, I can take a shot and try to write this. So um, here's the, one of the interesting things I tell people about the periodic table, and I am no expert, but the... There are very few people, I used to think it was two, but it may be three or four now, mm -hmm. that have uh, that elements that are named after people. 
Yeah, there, there's a row on the bottom where yeah. you actually see a bunch of those nowadays. They've added a bunch of them yes. lately. Yeah, but people know Einsteinium, for instance. Yep. Uh, Curium after Madame Curie. Curium, yes. and there's a few others that I think are, but one of them is a South Dakota. Yes, uh, Laurentium. There you go. There. Yeah, I always I, I like to hit people with that one. It's a little cocktail party uh, trivia. Do you know the only two letters not represented on the periodic table? Oh man, that's a hard one. It is a hard one. I could sit here for a while and think <laughs> about it, but I probably shouldn't because it's radio. So what are they? <laughs> it's going to be J and Q. Really? Are not on there. Yep, X and Z are both on there, but yeah, not J or Q. That's fascinating stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, before we get to uh, uh, Caesar and his last breath, um, the the notion of the periodic table I, uh, is kind of crazy to people. How do you explain it in... Most people don't know what it is, right? They have a vague memory from chemistry class. Yeah. It was hanging up there on the How wall, do you yeah. Ex- what do you say the periodic table is when you're talking to people who don't know what you're talking about? It's a, just a system for arranging everything around us. Everything around us is made of atoms. Those are, there are different types of atoms called elements. And the periodic table is just a way to organize them. It's just an organizational chart that if you know how to read it, you can get a lot of information about the properties of basically everything around us, everything you can think of ever, that has ever existed. Can you go through the whole thing in your head and tell you it, it, what element and its, uh, uh, now I can't remember the word for it, its number. Yeah, yeah. the atomic number. I, there was one point where I'm pretty sure I could have gotten most of the way through the table. Not, not so much anymore. I'm a little embarrassed about that. Oh, yeah. man. Well, you can, you'll have to do that. At some point, you have to go back and get it. So you get like, it, nail it. Yeah, yeah you know, because you don't know. It's, it, you you could come up on a game show or something, and you you have to go through and do it. <laughs> and you could win a million dollars. Um, we're here with Sam Keen. He is the author of uh, Caesar's Last Breath, and he is going to be downtown at the uh, not the Holiday in the downtown <laughs> library at 200 North Dakota Avenue tonight from 6:30 to 7:30, and uh, talking about his book. We're going to come back in just a minute, and we're going to get into Caesar's Last Breath, decoding the secrets of the air around us and and why he wrote this one. So that's coming up on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO.